Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Marcus and Melina De La Cruz. We hope that you'll be blessed by today's message. Are we alive this morning? Alive and well? Alive and delighted? About all that God is doing on the inside of us. Amen. And say, this is a good day. It's a good day to be alive. It's a good day to get in the word. You know, Pastor Melina was alluding this morning a little bit about our building, talking about our building. How many of you know we're not going to stay here forever? That's right. Our, our language isn't we're going to be, be planted here in this building. That's right. This is not, this may be where we're start, but this is not where we're staying. That's right. Amen. You got, that's how you got to look at your walk with the Lord. This is not where I start. This is, this is not where I'm staying. That's I, right. I've got a place where I'm moving Come to. On. That's right. You know, because God's giving us creative ideas. You know, every time we get together, we're talking. We're just creatively going about how we can how we can go about and, and walk into this future uh, future that the Lord has. But how many of you know much of that isn't just based on what we're trying to get? It's what the Holy Spirit is trying to get over to us. That's right, Amen. 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 And how many of you know sometimes when you're getting over, waiting for the Holy Spirit to to get there, as you, as we stay open, as we stay in prayer, God's going to continually move that into us. That's right, Amen. And you know. Pastor Melina is going to be going full-time. Amen. 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 She's going full-time. So does that mean, well, how are we going to do it now? Now we got another salary. Now we got to, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a cut in income. I mean, you can, in your natural mind, when you think about all that, what God wants to do in your life, you can rationalize, rationalize in your mind yeah. how things should be done, how, how things ought to be done. Right. But how many of you know that when you trust in God, yeah. the wisdom is doing what he tells you to do? That's right. That's right. Come on. And, and, for, and far too many people are, uh, how should I say, overriding the peace and the protection of God because they want to reason with the situation. Yeah. And we can't reason with situ, situational living. That's right. Amen? That's right. Amen. And part of living and walking with God is doing things that, are not, that don't make you comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Quitting your job before you, ha- before you have a building. Aren't you doing that back? Aren't you putting, I've heard one person years ago said, aren't you putting the carrot before the cart? Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. The horse before the cart or whatever. Yeah. I'll say, I say it the way I want to say it. <laughs> I, I like to know one thing. I, 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 you know, when it comes to faith, faith will, faith will, raw, uh, will rub people wrong, the wrong way. Yeah. And you know why it rubs people the wrong way? Because they're not doing it yet. Yeah. That's where, when it begins to irritate folks. Yeah. is because you're walking up there, you're doing it, and it makes the other, it'll make other people uncomfortable. Yeah. Because they know they're not doing it. And so faith challenges you and I. Yeah. Faith says, let you can do it. Amen. Didn't God speak to Moses? Didn't Moses deliver the word of faith, telling the people that you bring into a, a land of milk and honey? Yeah. Was everybody delighted when they heard that when they left with him? No, no not all of them. Not all of them were delighted. Why? Because they saw there was a journey in front of them. But see, the journey in front of you um, the, the journey that was laid up before them was set through Moses, but then the, the, the ones that didn't get to walk in, their kids got to walk in. And so then they have to explain to their kids, well, why, why aren't we going to the promised land? Because we, we messed up. We, yeah. we made mistakes here. Uh, we complained. Um, we complained about God and complained about God's plan, uh, a, a, accusing God of, of leading us down a wrong path. Yeah. And here's the thing. When they got to the promised land, only three people really got to go in and enjoy that. It was that new generation, peoples. Uh, it was Joshua and Caleb. They got to go in. 
Even Moses didn't get to go in. Why? Because the way they responded and the way they reacted. When it comes to being successful and walking in what God has for you and I, it's going to require new levels and new ways of thinking. Yeah. And that means abandoning old ways of thinking. That means paying attention to things that you normally don't pay attention to. Yeah. If you're a person that's not used to paying attention, falling asleep at work, not, pay, not learning to pay attention, not, not paying attention to details, boy, this, this kind of way of living will, 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 will feel like, you're, like it's picking you apart. Because the whole thing is, is that when you're starting to follow God, you're paying attention to His leading. That's you're right. paying attention to His prompting. That's right. And, and no longer are you just free willy going kind of however the direction that you want to go. Yeah. Amen? Amen. But we're not like those people. No. We're not like those people. That's not right. the river church, not you. That's right. That's right. I, I'm, I'm talking here right now to, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the, the core group right now. Come on. Amen. The, the ones that just say, you know, I'm sold out. Yeah. I'm sold out for Jesus. I'm not, I'm not following my own plans anymore. I'm not just taking the easy out all the time. There's no easy button. It's hard without God. Amen? Let's open our Bibles this morning to Psalms uh, 91. Psalms 91. One of the things is if we're going to be successful with what God has for us, we're going to have to uh, dig into that corporate plan. Amen? Amen. So it's important to make a quality decision once and for all to go all out for God and follow his plan for your life. The decision will be an anchor to your soul and keep you in in God's plan. Say, it'll keep me in God's plan. plan. Amen? Amen? And over here in Psalms 91, verse 1 says this. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. See, there's a lot of people just abiding somewhere. Our uh, question is this morning to ask yourself, am I abiding under that shadow of the Almighty? What does it mean to abide? It means to, as we've read in, in, John, in John chapter, I think, 14 or 15, chapter, those uh, chapters, you'll see that if we abide in him and he abides in us, then we, have, then we abide together, right? Yeah. So that's how you're abiding. You're staying in his midst. You're staying in his presence. Yeah. See, in his presence, there is security. That's right. That's right. In your own plan, there is no security. Yeah. Cho- choices made will ultimately point us into the direction of our destiny. And the direction of our destiny will affect those around us. We oftentimes don't sense that right away. We don't see that right away. We sometimes, we live too current in the current, not thinking who is this going to affect. And yet your safety is all wrapped up into that. Because it says here, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in him will I trust. He will be your fortress, the one that you trust. But there is no guarantee outside of that, outside of that fortress, outside of that presence. And we, you know, there's a lot of folks, they think, well, I don't know why this happened. I don't know why this take, took place here or, or why did that take place there? See, here's the thing. We have got to make ourselves available in hearing his voice every day. Yeah. 
Every day we decide, we make a decision that we're going to hear the voice of the Lord. We're not going to take on a Sunday morning. We're not going to be playing. We're not going to be playing sports. We're not going to be playing soccer on Sunday morning, because that's out of order. We're keeping our house in order. Anything outside of that order, we're not, we're not going to be on a fishing boat on a Sunday morning. Well, I need a vacation. You don't need twenty vacations a year. Vacations are in their in their duties. Are vacations good? Absolutely, in their in their right frame in their right frame. But here's the thing, you know, the thing here is that he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall what? Abide, Abide. Yeah. in the shadow of the almighty. Yeah. And he will say what? He is my fortress and fortress living. In other words, when you're abiding with God, you're just not going to start doing whatever you want to do or, or, or respond however you want to respond. You're not going to, you're going to start thinking about who's, who is this going to affect? As me spouting off and, you know, we live in a world nowadays, people are just say whatever they want to say. Talk however they want to talk. I mean, they say things in social media nowadays that you're like, wow. I think it has brought people's reaction and the way they talk in a whole different, I mean, things that like back in the day when I grew up, if you said that to anybody else, you might get, you might get hit, Right. And now people are just not even without even conscious of any restraint or saying things. And, and you're like, you can't talk that way to folks. Well, I got a right to tell, give my voice. There's also a response to that way of living, right? Yeah. And people who abide under the shadow of the most high are not going to just be spouting off. The, we're going to practice what's called self-control. We're not going to say whatever we think. We're going to talk to the devil. Devil, you get out of my life. Satan, you get out of this house. Yeah. And what are we doing? We're, we're, we're showing that we're, we don't engage in certain conversations with certain folks. Yeah. We, we stay under the shadow of the Lord. That's right. That's right. We know someone's down the street that's going to you know, strike that, you know, that guitar the wrong way and make, make us upset. We don't go down and talk to that person. We, we're going to the store and there's a person who's an agitator. or conf- we, we don't, especially if we know that they're more maybe aggressive in their nature, we're not going to go down that path. We're not going to talk to that person. Now, when it comes to walking in love and they're not, they're obviously, they're not elevated and you're not elevated, you got to be, you got to learn to, show, we, we have got, as a people, have got to learn to show restraint, particularly in our marriages. We just can't say whatever we want when we're married. You hear me, married couples? Mm-hmm. You just can't. If you want to abide under that shot, you want to keep that marriage safe and secure and sound, you got to start speaking right about your spouse, yeah. about your husband, about your wife. Well, that's my old man. Well, that's my old woman. Yeah. No, that, that, no, that's my old lady. Uh-huh. We know that I, I don't have an old lady. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, right. So we speak right about those relationships yeah. that God has placed in our lives. Yeah, yeah that's right. Because it's important. Say it's important. it's important. It's important that we walk with God. It's important that we, that we give a life, that set a garrison around our life. What does it mean to set a garrison? It means to set a lock. It means to set yourself in a place of protection. It means to set yourself in the presence of the, of the shadow of the Most High. Because we know in His, in His way of practices, there is safety. Not listening to God. There's, it's, it's, it's unsafe to be outside the will of God. Forget it. Let's say there is no, nothing that's aggressive. But anything outside of God's plan, there's no safety. 
If she chooses not to walk and, and follow the plan of God and, and, and not go full time, she's, she's putting herself in jeopardy. She, she's putting herself, and not only her, but us as a family. You know, and, to, and, and, and I don't, we don't want to ever do something outside of God's will because people do stuff outside. Good Christians, good yeah. Christian people, not swearing, not saying, the, you know, they think, well, I'm, I'm not drinking, I'm not living wrong, yeah. but they're not listening to God where God tells them what to do. Yeah. Boy, you, you, you're putting yourself out of, outside that shadow. And we want the shadow. We want the protection. We want the healing. Yes. But the healing is in doing God's, God's will. It's consecrating ourselves to the plan. Yeah. That's why I'm, so, I'm always so delighted when I hear or hear, rehear Brother Hagin's recount of his story about when the Lord told him that he was not qualified to, to, to experience God's best. Because he, was in the, he went into the field ministry and, and there he is in the middle of the field ministry and, and he's, he's, not, he's not prospering like he used to. He said, Lord, you know, I was prospering when I pastored that church. I met, all my bills were paid. Every, every debt was paid. But I'll tell you what, it wouldn't have lasted that much longer. They could have given him everything he wanted. It wouldn't have lasted that much longer. He, they probably wouldn't have lived as long as they would yeah. have had they not followed the plan of God. Yeah. And he, so when he's sitting there, he's complaining to God. God, here I am. I'm suffering. I'm, I'm, I've got lack. I've got all these problems going on in my life. It seems like, it seems like all hell's breaking loose. And then finally, finally, the Lord confronts him. He says, look, it's not, it's not that, that I don't want to move in your life. It's not that you don't qualify for me moving in your life. He says, well, what do you mean I don't qualify for, for you, Lord, uh, to be moving in my life? He says, well, the Bible says is if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Well, he said, Lord, uh, goes, I, you dealt me a low blow. What do you mean I don't qualify? According to this word, you don't qualify. He goes, you're, 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 you're obedient, but you're not willing to do the plan of God. He goes, well, as soon as I learned that, I, I just put myself in order. I put yeah. myself in check and I got myself willing. Yeah. And he says, as soon as I made myself willing, then I start experiencing God's best. Yeah. You see, and experience God's best. It, says it always has to do with two things. We've got to be willing and obedient. It's not just one fold, it's twofold. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. I know all of us are into just doing, pleasing God 100% of our lives. We don't want to mess things up. But she, here's the thing. The Lord told, if she doesn't go full time with me, the Lord says that will not be a good example to all of you. Because it, it, what it is, is we're all in. Yeah. So you hear what I'm saying? We're all in. That's good. That's good. And when it comes to faith, the lifestyle of faith, we have to be all in. It's not like that little old hair commercial, little dab will do ya. <laughs> you know, you know, just a little little br braille cream and try to keep braille cream never worked. He said, little. I remember as a kid, he said, little dab, a little. I needed a whole tube. Let's just leave it. <laughs> I had that that thick Mexican hair that just kind of just does what it wants to do. So a little dab didn't do nothing. But here's the thing: a little, a little, a little just doing of what God tells you to do isn't enough in the in the grand scheme of things. That's right. Especially if we, we, we expect God's best. Oh, God, why didn't you do your best? Oh, I'd, well, you're just doing part way and halfway isn't doing God, what God told you to do. Yeah. God didn't tell the children of Israel to get out of Egypt and just walk 100 yards and you're safe. Yeah. It required the steps of faith. It required the journey into, into Israel. And so the, the protection is following in the plan of God. He could have just said, well, you know, I know there's, I know there's a pillar of fire by night. To, to fill our fire night to keep us warm. I know there's a cloud by day to keep us uncovered. But you know, I want to live. I want to walk over here, away from the rest of the group. Uh, you guys are here, but I'm, I'm going to be over here. 
would not have been the best place for anybody because it would be outside of God's, out of God's plan. And doing that would be just be large, sort of like dragging your feet. Do you remember the, the, the situation when, um, uh, when um, Abraham went to go get after Lot? And Lot went and got, uh, and Abraham went to, the angels went to go get uh, uh, Lot and his family, and they were leaving. And, and then his woman turned around, and she looked, and the Bible says that she turned into a pillar of salt. And she, why? Because she didn't follow the direction. He said, don't look backwards. Don't look back when, you, when this fire brimstone came. Don't, don't look back. She looked back. Yeah. And it cost her. It cost her to look back. It'll cost you looking back at the old you trying to, trying to relive the same way that you used to live. It'll cost. It, it's very costful to go back and, and live the way you used to live, especially if, if, because it's, you're no longer abiding in the shadow of the Most High. Yeah. You hear? It's so important. So important to follow the plan. So important to, to say, God, I'm sticking. And consecrate your life to the plan. Jesus consecrated his life to the plan. Jesus consecrated his life to the plan. I'm not saying that you're not going to have problems when you, because you consecrate your life. Jesus had to face the, the, the world with the word in consecration with that plan. So every day we're in our house. We're declaring, I thank you, Father. For, for the land, for the property, for this church. Yeah. We thank you, Father, for Pastor Melina going full-time in the ministry yes. with her husband. She's not leaving a small job. She's leaving a job that pays her very well. <laughs> very well. And her boss looked at her and said, you know, that's, you're like the third person that, or second, third, three people, I've, huh? Second person? You're like the second person I've known who left a high-paying job for doing something else. And he goes, well, she asked, well, how's your, his, she asked, how's your sister doing? Because she, she did the same thing. How does she doing? She goes, she loves what she's doing. She's glad she did it. Because it's more satisfying than what she's doing. You'll never be satisfied outside of doing God's plan for your life. Because the satisfaction, the blessing is doing the knowing. It's in the knowing of doing what God told you to do. It's doing what God told you to do, even though it doesn't make you feel comfortable. Yeah. People always want, well, I, you know, I, I want the best chairs. I want the best building. I want, the, I want this. I want, the, you know, here, if, if you being comfortable, it's all about you being in your physical comfort, then you'll never make it right. in, the, in the life of faith. Because yeah. over the years, God has always made me do things I have never been comfortable with. Yeah. Where are you telling me to start a church? What, and then leave my, the comfort of having a, a nice, being in a nice building and, and just serving once in a while. I could just be doing that and be happy as a lark. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? I could just be sitting here. I don't have to set up. I don't have to prepare. I'll shoot, you go ahead and preach. I mean, I'll just, do, I'll just do what I'm doing. But see, but see, I would be out of God's safety because I want to be comfortable. Under the shadow she, you always get this image of the, like being a little eagle in, in his nest. And he says, there's more protection and doing my will being and, 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 and me paying your bill than you paying your bill and being broke and being in a horrible position and being lost. Now, don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. I know, this is, I know this is one of those messages where people just want to take off running. <laughs> slow down, boys. Slow down. Don't, don't take off running now. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can I get a hallelujah? hallelujah? Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler 
and from the perilous pestilence, and he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you, you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the shadow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. In other words, there may be problems around you, yeah. but you ain't going to be moved every time. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not going to be moved. Yeah. People are too moved by what they see. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Uh, how many of you, I know a lot of you looked at social media. I saw a social media where the fridge, somebody, oh, there was a ghost. Fridge opened up and closed down. They got all afraid. They got all afraid. And you know what I said? I bind you, devil. <laughs> Too many people are afraid. Yeah. Don't you be afraid just because you see something. That's where you get up and get big bold and get bold and get in its face. Right. You don't sit there and put up with nothing. That's right. You, you've been taught well enough in this church that you shouldn't right. be calling me about three more. Pastor, I think there might be a ghost in my house. <laughs> Well, get on it. <laughs> you don't need to call me for permission. Get on that bad boy. Tell that devil. Make the devil regret he ever came around your neighborhood. That's right. That's right. Let him feel it. Yeah. Let him feel the scourge of your voice and devil, That's right. get out of here. You've done cross the wrong neighborhood. That's right. You belong three or four houses down here. You made a mistake when you walked into here. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. He said, well, what are we going to do? Well, walking around like you have no answers. Like, walking like you're not insecure. And besides, what's the devil doing in your house to begin with? Where did you leave that door open? Yeah, come on. Where did you open the door? Yeah, come on. Sitting there watching, watching hoochie movies, watching terror movies, uh-huh. playing Ouija boards. Yeah. Come on, you got to close the door to the devil. Now, why? I just don't know how we ended up here. You know how an unconsecrated <laughs> life will allow things in. That's right. I'm good. I don't know how that devil come in. You know how we got in there. Now it's just time to close them doors. Yeah. Close them and start abiding in the right place. Come on. That's come good. on. You got, some, you, you got to be sticking tight with the Lord. Yeah. It's good. Boy, I know this, is, this isn't a comfort meeting, a it's comfort good. message, it's but it's a good message. Yes, it is. It's a good message because we need to know that we're, we got some boldness to, that we have some things that we don't have to be worried about. That's right. You don't have to be living life like you're always looking over your shoulders. Yeah, that's right. That's, 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 that's the way the sinner lives, always looking over his shoulders. Like, who's that? What's that? What's that? What's going on? That's right. I taught my daughters, when you live in the city, you got to always be aware. Heads up. Come on, just natural living. Ladies, yeah. natural. You live in a big city, you got to be heads up. Uh-huh. Look under the car before you approach the car. Look around your car before. Make sure there's no one. Pro- make sure there's nobody wanting. You got you, you're live. What do you do? You're living heads up. See, yeah. when you walk, live the life of faith, you got to live Come life on. heads up, That's looking right. around. Right. Where are you living? Yeah. How are you living? Come on. Where are you sleeping at night? Come on. Amen. Don't pray. Now, boy, I got real personal. Some people are like, how'd you know, Pastor, where I've been sleeping? <laughs> I don't know if I like this church. You're talking about where I sleep. <laughs> Come on, yeah. praise the Lord. Because you have made him as your refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Verse 10, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Come on, come on that includes, that's talking about sickness. Yeah. That's talking about sickness. Uh-huh. Even your coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got to wear a double mask. <laughs> All right, double mask. 
Because, you know, that Rona going around. <laughs> but you got to learn how to start being honest with yourself. Start learning how to be honest and bold about yeah. some things. Yeah. Come on. Good. Come on. Quit, yeah. quit letting people lie to you. Yeah. Start living a righteous life. And, know, and you'll know when people are lying to you. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And if they're lying to you all the time, you know, and then just kind of go the other way. Why? Because you constantly lie. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Say, praise the Lord. For he who gives his angels, oh, this is, this is very interesting. For he, the Lord, will give his, uh, his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra and the young lion, and the serpent you shall trample underfoot, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore I will deliver him, and I will set him on high because he has known my name. Now I want you to stop you right there. Just for this important reason. This is a very important thing to know. Satan, when he came to the Lord, quoted the scripture. He says, throw yourself down. And he says, and then Jesus quoted the scripture. He says, I will not tempt the Lord my God. See, he quoted one side of the scripture, but Jesus says, I'm not going to tempt the Lord my God. Because why? Because even Jesus says, throwing myself to prove something down to you puts me outside of the will, uh, puts me outside of the will of God. Because God didn't tell, Jesus, God didn't tell me that if he says this, to throw myself down in agreement with you. He just said, do this, be here. So all, all Jesus is doing is following what God told him to do. And doing anything outside of what God told him to do is outside of God's plan. Was it a real temptation to prove himself? To say, absolutely. But he has still, but Jesus still has to stay restrained to doing the word. And our restraint is always in doing what the word says. Acting outside of what God tells you to do with a temper, with just trying to prove something, is outside of the will of God. Because God didn't tell you to go prove yourself. He said, do my word. He said, do what I told you to do. And see, the problem with Christians is they, get, they, they go outside of doing what God told them to do. And when you get, go outside of doing what God tells you to do, you'll get your, yourself in trouble. Why? You, because your pride is now entering into those things now. Because when your pride starts to enter on things, you get yourself in trouble each and every time. Because I want to prove something to them. Uh-uh. No, the way you stay safe, the way you stay safe is by doing his word. Doing his word day in, day out. Requires us doing his word. Requires you doing his word. How do you stay healthy? Doing his word. That's how you stay healthy. That's how you keep the soundness of your mind. And too many people are losing the soundness of their mind because they're out there operating outside the will of God. When you start operating outside the will of God, boy, I'll tell you, it'll start to affect you. That's why it's so important, so important that we stay in doing that. The temptation is, I'm going to start thinking how I want to think. I'm going to start talking how I want to talk. I'm going to start, you know, yeah, now and then I, I let a bad word out. That's outside of God's, God's plan for your mouth and how you talk. Yeah. There's tons of scriptures that talk about how we talk as believers. Yeah. Tons of scriptures. Well, that's just legal. No, that's just the word, baby. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's just the word. The word tells you how to talk, tells you how to live, yes. tells you how to consecrate your life so that you can live a higher way of living. Yes. It doesn't excuse you for that. Well, I'm under grace. That, that, no, that's grace. Grace doesn't allow you to act inappropriately. Grace says, I'm giving you the power, the strength on the inside to live a godly life. Because anything outside of your operation is you on your own. That's presumption on your own. You're running on presumption. Now, when you get born again, there's mercy. And a lot of Christians, are, are, they're, they're, they're given power so they can live a godly life, so they can get that. And, and then there's mercy because they slip up, they may make mistakes. And, but yet God is, so you know, sort of like when you're learning how to go bowling and you got the bumper guards on the sides. You got the bumper, so you throw that ball, at least, hey, at least you're going to hit a pin, right? God gives you his supernatural, your, your, your bumper guards because you're doing everything to live appropriately in God's, and, and it's like, say, you do get off. Maybe you did something that was, God says, you know what, we're going to keep this on you and we're going to help you get, because we recognize you need help along the way. That's why he sends his angels to protect you and his mercy to, 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 to because, you know, when you have a baby, you're not going to just say, oh, well, you're now, now that you're born, you're on your own. Better get a job, sucker, because food's getting expensive. <laughs> we know gas ain't getting any cheaper, baby. Come on, right? No, God, God says, I'm going to give you the, the support and the aid that yes, you need yes. to get you going. Come on, amen. You're not, all, you're not by yourself. That's right. That's good. Now, outside of walking outside, you decide, well, as a, as a person, you say, well, I don't want any of this. Well, then, well, then that's, that's, and you can't expect a God, you're on your own. Yeah. Here's the shadow, and you decide, well, I don't want to live under the shadow anymore. God won't stop you on your exodus outside the shadow. He won't. Outside the shadow, there's hardship. The way of the transgressor is hard. Living how you want to live is hard. Talking how you want to live, talking how you want to talk is hard because you're going to eat the fruit that you speak. The Bible talks about that clearly, that you will eat the very fruit that you speak, the very fruit of your mouth, you will, you will eat that fruit. And when you eat that fruit, it may not be the fruit that you want. Yeah. So that way, we just got to make sure we're always coming in agreement with God's word. And if we've said things that we shouldn't have said, if we've spoken to people we shouldn't have uh, in, a, in a particular way, what do you and I do? We just say, Lord, I repent. Lord, I repent of talking that way. Lord, help me. Uh, Lord, I just, I just cast those words down. And yeah. if you said it to somebody, that's one thing. Then you say, Lord, pl please forgive me. I'm learning how to. I, you know, when I first got born again, I did that. There's times where I just say things I didn't want to say, or I'm like, I'm trying to live a new life. How many of you have done that? You just get born again, and you're still kind of talking the same way, and you're just like struggling. I'm like, Lord, I just kind of let this word slip out. Oh. So, Lord, please forgive me and help me. And look, you know what does he do? He, he will send his love around you. He'll help you get to where you need to get. Yeah. Right? right? He'll help you. He's, you're not by yourself. That's right. Amen. Lord, Pastor, please help me. My talking ain't right. Well, don't worry. We'll, we'll believe and pray with you to help you get right. Yeah, that's right. Just repent. Yeah. Repent. Say, God, please forgive me. Yeah. See, it's when, it's when you stop repenting, things get dangerous for you. Yeah. Hear what I'm saying? Let's open our Bibles to Proverbs. Keep your fingers in Psalms, but open your Bibles to Proverbs 29, verse 1. It says in, 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 in Proverbs 29, verse 1, say amen when you get there. It says, he who, he who is often rebuked and hardened his neck will suddenly be destroyed and without remedy. 
Isn't that what the Bible says? The Bible says that the Lord chastens whom he loves. He corrects those whom he loves. He's, he's, he brings the correction. His word brings the correction. So if his word brings correction, what happens if we harden our heart? And the Bible says a heart in our neck. Remember what we read over there last week over there in Romans, how they suppressed the truth? Yeah. They didn't hear the truth and God gave them up to a reprobate mind. Right. You don't want God to ever give up on you. Because you suppress the truth and you harden your neck. Well, I'm just going to talk however I want to talk. That's how God made me. God didn't make you a sinner. That's right. He made you a new creature in Christ Jesus. That's when you right. got born, He made you a new creature. That's now, right. whether you develop that cre new creature in Christ Jesus yeah. is all being a baby. It's all contingent on you now. Yeah. It's all, it's all, it's all on us, the development of who That's we right. are in our faith, the growing. It's That's our right. responsibility. That's right. You know, it's not God's responsibility to, to pick, take me to the gym every morning. So, God, why didn't you take me to the gym? If God really wanted me at the gym, he'd have me at the gym. If God really wanted me to tithe, I'd tithe. No, it's, it's all up to you. God is sovereign. That has nothing to do. God's word is sovereign. It's, it's going to happen. His word is going to happen no matter what. But you agreeing with it and you uh, complying with it is all on you. Yeah, he's going to win at the end. But I don't want to be on the loser side end of it. Because I didn't want to just agree with God. Yeah. We have to learn to agree with God. There's so much in the Word that talks about agreeing with God. Romans chapter 1. We will get back to Psalms. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Romans is talking to the children of God. I said Romans is talking to the church. The book of Romans, everything you read that Paul writes, that's to the church. He's talking to church people. He's talking to people that go to church. He's talking to people that sit in churches. He, why, why is he talking to them this way? Because right and wrong thinking is a byproduct of daily living. Whether you think right or whether you think wrong is contingent on how you decide that you, how you want to talk or think. And over here in, in Romans chapter 1, verse 18, he says, For the wrath of God, you know, let's back up. Let's start in verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. Right? So he's saying this gospel is salvation for you. We're not just talking about your salvation, about you going to heaven. It's talking about the, so that you can live a life that brings protection around you. Like as we read over in Psalms 91. Because salvation isn't just a one-time deal. I'm, at least I'm going to heaven. No, salvation means keeping you safe and having a safe life down here. So you learn how to behave down here before you go up there. Yeah. Satan screwed up heaven. Mm -hmm. Satan screwed up heaven and got thrown out. So I just think about that. So if God just, if he can screw up his position in heaven, he's training you down here of what to do, of how to live up there, right? right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what's this earth it's a training ground. It's preparation time, right? right? Amen. So it says, for, for, if, for the righteous of God is revealed that the, from faith to faith, as it is, the just shall live by faith. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, from the development of your faith from the beginning to the very end. The just shall live by faith. Verse 18, this is where it gets a little warmed up because, again, he's still talking to the church. Church. Your, your, your faith is to be developed. 
And he says in verse 18, he says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because what was made known of God is manifested to them. For God has shown it to them. From, for, for since the creation of the word from the, of the world, his invis, invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things which are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because they knew God and they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened, professing to be what? Here's the kicker. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like the corruptible man. They made it to be like their man to their own standards. Don't we see that today now? Men setting up their own standard of what is righteousness. Changing the standard of what a woman, even a man, even a man can give birth to a baby. Ain't no man has ever given birth to no baby. Women have that. That's theirs. Lunacy says contrary. Well, that's not what I believe. As if they're wise. And come on, talk about darkness, being bold and manifesting, and saying that that is right. When clearly the Bible says. Clearly, what is being seen in nature points to that God put his hand on this. You being able to conceive as a woman is a God thing. You being able to give birth is a God. So we can't suppress truth ever, ever, and bring it down to our level because his level is higher than our level. Can I get an amen? Amen. Verse 14 of Psalms 91 Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Come on, because you have set your eyes upon him. Because you have set your affection on him. What's to have an affection set on something? How can you tell if you have an affection? I can tell you what your affection is on by what 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 your checking account says. Boy, he sure likes Starbucks. He sure likes, he sure likes spending a lot of money on those downloads, he, videos he buys uh, off of whatever Amazon. He, he downloads, boy, whatever you set your affection on is what you spend your money on. Amen? Boy, he sure's got a lot of surfboard. Boy, he's got a lot of guitars. He's got, his, he's got an affection for Boy, he's got a great collection of cars. He's got an affection for those things. But if God ain't in your checking account, where's your affection on? What's it on? What's your affection on? What are you thinking about when you're by yourself? Is it on, on, on pleasing God, knowing Him, talking to Him, bringing your problems to the Lord? Or, or, is your, or, or is it on yourself? God, I don't think I'm ever getting out of this. And God says, well, if you let, put, your, put, put it in my hands, I'll help you with it. But here you're, you're messing with it because you're worried about it all the time. And then you're violating the word. Because the Bible talks about not worrying about stuff. And then you're handling it and won't give it to God. You're not casting your cares on the Lord. And that's a sin. See, everything we do is, is training for reigning. 
Everything we do and say is training for reigning. It's about living a God way of living. Yeah. And part of living a God way of living is putting down our, God, uh, uh, our way of living. That's right. Making ourselves not comfortable. God created you to fly. He called you to fly above every situation. Amen. Not to live beneath the clouds. Not to, not to live like a dog. No, he, he called you to reign. Does it mean that you're ever not, not going to uh, uh, go through any conflict? Absolutely not. Jesus went through conflict. His disciples went through conflict. But the Lord delivered, him all, uh, right. d- delivered them all. Yeah. People who follow God will be delivered. Yes, that's right. You hear what I'm saying? You yes. will be delivered. That's right. When you follow after God. The Lord, Lord showed me this some months ago. And I thought it was important. He said, I want you to read four books and stay in them. And if you read, if you know anything about John, John had longevity. Out of all the apostles, he had longevity. He made it. And if you want to make it, you're going to have to pay attention to John. Especially when you're thinking, if, let's say, what, what books? Well, the epistles, the living epistles, but you also got to look at how John responded to life, how he handled situations, what was important to John. Because it all, your longevity is, is, is very important how you look at things and see things. And John has a certain way of looking at, at things and seeing things. That, that if you think about, about a man who was put in a boiling uh, pot of oil and still came out alive, yeah. his life has something to say. He handled certain things. A certain, he looked at certain things. So, and, and things that he paid attention were important. So I read John. I read 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John every month. That's my, you know how I tell you to read Proverbs? I read a chapter out of Proverbs every day. And I read a chapter out of John, 1 John, 2 John. And I put them all in a row. It says 20, 20, 27 days. I can read just every day a personal devotional that talks to me. Aside from just pre- pre- preparing for you, th- that's my personal time of devotion. That that's for me, that's not for the church. It's me, God talking to me, uh, and, and it's me paying attention about me l- running my race, walking, living my course. Every day, God needs to talk about you running your race, right. walking your course, because right. no one else is going to walk it for you. Right. Pastor can talk about all your race, all he wants to, but if you're not agreeing with God and you're not walking with God, it's just going to get harder. Because life shouldn't be hard. If life is hard and life is always a struggle, you're not doing life right. Or haven't been doing it right. And you can't blame God for why things have been going the way they've been going or the direction that life has been. You can work life, you can be in church for years and still live life hard. You can be given and still live and tithing and still living life hard That's right. because you're still not doing his word. Yeah. Yes. James chapter 1. We're getting ready to close. James 1 verse 21. Again, James is talking to the church. James, brother James, apostle James is talking to the church. He's sharing with the church. 
And yet he's having to talk about these things. Why? Because these are issues that affect humanity. Humanity is born into a, uh, uh, his physical nature is born into a sinful state. And he has to stay, he has to keep a, a, a garrison set around him. He's got to stay under that shadow. Mm-hmm. So this is how he talks about staying under the shadow. He says, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. I'm going to get my, uh, my phone here real quick because I have within it the notes that I've, I've set in here. But um, because, you know, when you start, ta- you start thinking about this lifestyle of living, which first I start in verse 21. This is the new, this is the, I was reading out of the New King James, therefore I'm going to read out of the uh, King James versions. It says, wherefore lay apart all filthiness, lay apart all filthiness. That filthiness means moral dishonor, to make filthy. Lay, lay aside all things that are immoral and filthy. It's good. Hear that? Yeah. And superfluity. That means abundant immorality. Let all that overflow of immorality, that overflow of, of filth and naughtiness, that means depravity, mag, I don't even know how to say that word, trouble, evil, malice. Evil malice means that evilness of doing something or doing somebody wrong. So you see that he's talking about a lifestyle of where people were living lives where I'm not only my living right or that way, and then I'm also going to have to change it. He says, lay all even that wrong way of thinking, that malice where I'm trying to do even, trying to get even, trying to, trying to get over on somebody. Maybe, may, that, may be, that may be that you're just a troublemaker and you're just stirring things up everywhere you go. God's saying, lay that aside. Put that away. He's talking to the church people. Yeah. He's not talking to people that are not even born again. Yeah. He's talking to the church. Right. He's yeah. put away a moral way of thinking. You think because everybody goes to church, everybody must be thinking right. No. Not, people come to church not because they're thinking right, it's because they need help. That's right. That's right. Well, I ain't going to go to church because you know, there's a bunch, those are just a bunch of hypocrites. That's why they're in church. Because <laughs> yeah. we're putting the hypocrisy aside. That's right. We're, we're, we're putting in right thinking. Yeah. We're not trying to get even. We're not trying to get over on other folks. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. We're receiving with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Yeah. Wait a minute. I thought we were saved. I thought we were born again. Yeah. He's talking about that word souls yeah. simply means psyche. It means your way of thinking. That means the, the natural-minded person, that word is there to save, that, to save you from your you. Yeah. Most of the time, I think we just like to put it all on the devil. Well, the devil did this. The devil's doing that in my life. We talk about the devil, and we glorify all that he's doing. But we never take responsibility of our, of our involvement in any way with it. Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? Yeah. Yeah. We, do, we don't want to take responsibility, but it's the devil that made me do it. He connived me. He, he talked. How is the devil ever going to talk you into something that's wrong unless you cooperate with it? Right. He can't make you do anything. No. 
God, the Bible says very clearly, let no man say that, he, that I have tempted him with evil. The Bible clearly says that. In other words, God says, I don't tempt you with evil. You made the choice. You saw the temptation and you touched it. You handled it. Yeah. Eve grabbed a hold of temptation uh-huh. there and her husband with her. Mm-hmm. And then they talked themselves into changing the natural course of their life on one moment. Now, we don't pick on them for doing that because we know we weren't there. We don't know the pressure they were living. They, did, they didn't, weren't taught. They didn't have Bible teachers. They could have asked God, hey, at any moment, they could have asked God, hey, you know, there's this guy coming in. Um, they could have said, hey, there's a devil coming in here. What do you want? You, you know, God put man in charge of the garden to protect it. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that? Yeah. He, he says to the man, here, here's your job. Protect the garden. So evidently, there was something out there to, to keep it protected from. Yeah. And so he was, he, Adam was smart enough to know what, that there, was, should have, there, was, there must have been an enemy because God told him there was, he had to protect it. Yeah. So if it needs to be protected, that's his job. Yeah. Yeah. So if that creature's coming in, there's already a transgression. There is already an entertainment. Uh-huh. You and I, Know that there's enemies out there. So you and I should never fall into bed by accident with anybody else other than our spouse by accident. Yeah. Why? Because we know there's an enemy that would like us to violate his word. And in violating his word sets us up for disaster. That's why we do his word because it, in doing his word brings protection. So we just live right. Yeah. We live pure. Yeah. We live clean. Yeah. We talk right. We believe right. Yeah. We, we have no ill will towards another person. We're not going to un- undermine them or what they do. Why? Because we're, we know that by doing that puts us outside the shadow of the Almighty. It sets ourselves up for trouble. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm telling you all, folks. I'm just, you know, hey, we, we ain't. I just know one thing. We ain't staying small forever. God, God has set a garrison around us. We're, I'm telling you, God's, I'm excited because I know a building's around the corner. I, I know a building's around the corner. I know that I see that land. I'm online every day. I'm just scrolling. Yes, no, 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 no. Maybe. Maybe. Come on. Hey, things are opening up. Property's coming up for sale. We ain't staying here. You ain't staying where you're at. That's right. I remember when y'all first came here, didn't come, you came in here broke, busted, and disgusted. Yeah, come on. Come on. Now you're moving in the houses, God's gotten you cars, God's giving you babies. Come on. Come on. Hey, super abundant. Walking in the flow of God. Staying under the shadow of the Most High. Talking right about people. Talking right about leaders. Come on. Just because the world wants to act like hell don't mean that we have to act like it. That's right. Amen. Come on, we, we, are, we are doves. We are, we are lambs amongst lions. And yet we know how to abide under his shadow. Right. We know how to live right. Yeah. We know how to talk right. right. Say this with me. I am the head, I'm the head. And, not the tail. and not the tail. I'm above, I'm above. And, not and not beneath. I'm more than a conqueror. Through Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus, who loves me, who loves me 
He cares for me. Come on, do you believe that? Start acting like you're on top instead of you're, instead of instead of acting like a victim. You hear what I'm saying? Oh, how are you doing? Well, you know, I got me this arthritis. First words you talk about is, 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 is you're being whipped by the devil. First words, well, how are you doing? Well, you know, this week I had this thing and I had this thing happen. And next thing you know, you're starting to re- rehearse your problems to everybody. Well, the devil's been doing that. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I got the devil on the run. Oh, that's good. You got the devil. The problem is he's chasing me. <laughs> No, you should be, you should be, it should be the other way around. That's right. Living That's right. like you're, you're not being always put on the move because of what he's doing. That's right. That's good. You know, the more you talk the problem, the more you're going to get the problems. Because yeah. yeah. really what you're doing, you're glorifying the devil working in your life. Yeah. Start talking like a victor. How's your week going? I, I'm, I'm living on top. I'm, right. I'm learning to stay on top. Yes, amen. You remember that game called King of the Hill? That was a fun game when you were a kid. It was hardest to be on top. Because when you're on top, everybody's aiming at you. Everybody's trying to... And what, the, the good thing about that game is you start to realize, hey, it's how the devil works. When you're on top, the devil's going to want to take you off of being on top. Yeah. And what it means, you're gonna have, it's going to take work to stay on top. That's right. If you want to stay on top with God, it's going to require you staying in his word. That's right. Walking in his word, doing his doing word. Yeah. Doing his word. One thing I love about James is he says, if you're not doing the word, you're deceiving yourself and you're beholding yourself as though you're looking in the mirror, forgetting what manner of man that you are. When you're not doing the word, you don't know who you are. You don't know the potential that you have. You don't know what God has already done in you. You don't know the victories are there, but it's your job to find them. But when you walk with God in a doer word, you know who you are. You know what you can do, and you know that you, that there's so much more that you're that God is wanting to show you, That's and so right. and you just enjoy the journey yes. of finding out who you are in Christ Jesus. That's right. Don't we enjoy that journey? Yes. Don't we? Haven't hasn't God shown up so many times? Yes. That's right. Healed our bodies, yes. delivered us, opened yes. up our ears, yes. healed our knees. Mm-hmm. Come on, Amen. God ain't done. That's right. God ain't done. That's why, that's why we need to be in faith meetings. You know that? Sorry about that. I got you real good. Either. That's why we need to be in faith meetings. That's why we need to pay attention. Yeah. See, it's, it's, it's good to have good grades, but it ain't nothing if you don't know the Lord. Yeah. It ain't nothing if you don't know the Lord. It ain't nothing if you don't know Jesus. Right. All the good grades in the world ain't going to mean nothing. If, you're, if, if you have everything that you want in the natural, but you're broken on the inside because yeah. you don't know who your Savior is. Yeah. You don't know how to talk. You don't know how to talk. You know, you're, you're supposed to be a royal, we're supposed to be a royal priesthood. That's right. A holy people. Yes. You're kings and queens. That's right. That's right. Amen. You are that. Yeah. That's right. You're not the defeated. That's right. Quit acting like you're defeated. Quit talking like you've been beat. Yeah. Right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Start talking like you're a champion. Yeah. When you walk around there, you, 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 you don't walk around with them kids like... With your with a slunch, what do you call it, a slouch? You you walk around like like you, you're the you're the, you belong to the king himself. I'm a prince of this dear land. Yeah, amen. amen. You live in a house. Sure, you share a room with your brother, but that ain't gonna last forever. Start taking care of your space like it's like that like this belongs to a king. You're training to live like a king. 
You're training to live like a queen. You're training to live like what God created you to be. I always jokingly say, even Jesus made his bed. But it's not a joke, because when he raised from the dead, the Bible says he folded up his clothes and he set it aside. You, we, what, what is he doing? He's a king. King of kings and Lord of lords. And we ought to live like the master lived. Come on. Amen. Come on. Yeah, you can, he said, live, imitate me. Yeah. Imi- Jesus says, imitate me. That means we have a lot of catching up on to doing. Yeah. Come on, it's time to raise the roof. Time to raise that level of expectation on ourselves. Because you can do it. Yes, See, can. I can do it. Come on, all, it all starts with you agreeing with the word. That's right. It's hard not agreeing with the word. The life without agreeing with him is hard. Remember, the way of the transgressor is hard. Those who follow the Lord will do great exploits. Amen. Amen. Well, I love you.